it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. have an amazing guest, Maria Spears. <laughs> the hello. <Maria> Spears. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. So Maria is a dear friend. She is a doula. She is uh, like knows everything about health related everything. She's a miracle worker. She's my business partner <laughs> and she's a real life angel. Um, <laughs> oh, she's also like an international musician and <laughs> anything we left out. I mean, honestly, let, let me try to live up to this. Hang on. We got a while. <laughs> oh, but you have a new one and you're a, I am a fiance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today is mm-hmm. singlehood. Maria yeah. is not because, I mean, yes, Maria was single, but she's just an expert in speaking about this and speaking <laughs> to singlehood. Because we've been in that place for a long time, ladies. How many years? <laughs> just let's preface. Okay, let's just, um, you know, I started really praying for my future husband when I was probably 14 or 15. So probably about 25 years, you know, a little, okay. little while. So just a little while. Half a quarter of a decade. Yeah. No, 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 century, century. Uh, see you guys. Way to <laughs> date Maria. Just a quarter exactly. of a century. Just quarter of a century. No big deal, you guys. <laughs> just had a more dramatic effect. I was an infant, you guys. I've been praying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's only 25, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, so we're gonna start with heck yes and then dive right into it. Megan, what's your heck yes? Um, my heck yes is those new flower stands that we found for out front that we found at TJ Maxx. I put flowers in them today and it officially looks like a home. You know how sometimes you just buy a house and you're like slowly making it a home. And then a year later, you're like, oh, I finally have like a cute front porch area. That's fun. That's where we're at now. So that was a heck yes. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. That is a heck yes. We found them for like 40 bucks each. Not even 30. 30 each. They're so cute. And Avery just had to like drill a hole into the bottom so that water yeah. could come out and yeah. good to go. Well, and some, man. <laughs> some people before they move in, decorate their whole home. Um, other people <clears throat> decorate- <At> Cecilia Pappas. <laughs> <laughs> they decorate the home, leave for a trip to Japan and then return. <laughs> yes. Return to a crisp new house. No. <laughs> it's so stunningly beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You and your man come and visit uh, to like by MK and I, you have a place. We have many, many, many guest rooms. Um, that is a heck yes. <laughs> you have a whole floor to yourself. <laughs> I know. I'll take it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Maria, what's your heck yes? My heck yes is to surprise engagements by the water. 
Yes, that's how ours was too. That would be my heck yes. Okay, was there a photographer? There was. Oh my gosh. Super fun. I mean, it's not his like profession profession. Yeah. Like a nice camera. Yeah. And yes. So I haven't even put stuff out on social media yet. I've got to work on getting all that put together. So I'll be doing that this weekend. (laughs) It it really is. You really do have to roll it out because. Yes. Yes. It's like a big deal. Like the first part you're kind of saying, okay, wait, I got to make sure I actually talk with the people who they need to hear it from my mouth also. Right. Right. And then you can release it the other way. Right. Release it. (laughs) Someone leak it, leak it to the public. (laughs) Well, this will come out Monday. So you have a time clock now. I better get on that this this weekend. The plan is this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so good. Um, Okay. So my heck yes is yesterday, my neighbor and her niece knocked on my door and it was her niece's birthday. And they brought me a piece of strawberry lemon cake. And I was like, wow, that was so nice of them. That's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently they had been baking all day. And I was like, yes to cake always cake over ice cream always. So, um, that, yeah, that was really nice. That's, that's definitely a heck yes. Cause it was unexpected. That's um, nice. And like, typically I get a knock on the door with like Scientology packages, like coming to my doorstep <laughs> recently, but that's so creepy. The cake was so a nice, weird. nice surprise to shake things up. You know, Dude, uh, I saw the Scientology thing on Netflix today and I was like, Nope, I don't even want my cursor to touch it because I was not about to have a Scientology package dropped off to my no. door. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I almost like, uh, why is it I not almost- burned yet? Well, I haven't touched it. That's the thing. You got to get those tall. I think I'm just going to put return to sender Mm. on it. We'll see. But then I also don't want them to send it again. So yeah, I don't know. You have to see. But what I will say is, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, um, (laughs) Megan, what's your heck no? My heck no is, we kind of briefly mentioned it last podcast, but Jeannie had a tongue and lip tire vision a week ago and that in and of itself is not a heck no because we did a lot of like researching to decide whether Wait, or not we wanted to explain what do a revision is though so what they do the tongue tie is probably the easier one to explain but that like string that holds your tongue to the base of your mouth sometimes on babies or I mean anyone someone may not know they have it it extends from the back of their mouth all the way to the tip of their tongue and it gives them like a little heart-shaped clover-shaped tongue And a lot of times people experience like either nursing pain or nursing issues with it, or um, the baby will have really bad gas or reflux or be just like extra fussy. And we didn't have any nursing problems, thank goodness. Um, So we were really hesitant to do it, but I guess down the road, it can lead to things like sleep apnea because they're mouth breathers because their roof can't suction the top of their mouth or their, what do you call it? The palate? No. Yeah, that's a palate, I think. Okay. <laughs> their tongue can't suction to the top. And so they breathe through their mouth and then they're congested and they have sleep apnea or they have speech issues. Um, and and so Jeannie is a mouth breather. Let me tell she's you. She's a mouth breather. <laughs> she's a mouth breather. Um, so we went ahead and did it for the sake of future problems, but we're a week in and we have to do daily stretches and stuff to make sure that that tissue doesn't grow back. I mean, think of it kind of like when you get your ears pierced. If you leave earrings out for too long, they just close back up. 
Um, and then once you leave earrings in long enough, they never close back up again. So it's like that. Um, but we have to do stretches every day. And yesterday we had to go back for them to check up on it and see how it looks and if it's doing well, if we're doing the stretches well enough. And they were a lot more rougher and deeper when they did their stretches and to see what it would look like. And she had the same kind of reaction where like, this hurts, get your finger out of my mouth and was screaming and it was hard to watch and I was not expecting it. And then today she's been very, very, very fussy, very touchy. Everything's kind of startling her. And I'm really grateful that I, at this point in my life, I'm familiar with the chiropractor and the nervous system. And I've been noticing like she is in fight or flight mode all day today. And so we were able to book something at, <laughs> literally right after this podcast, I'm rushing to the Cairo with her because she's been crying off and on all day. And she didn't do that after the initial procedure because we took her straight to the chiropractor and they released a lot of tension in her body and everything. So heck Maria, no I feel like baby's crying. <laughs> Maria, I feel like you would know stuff about this. Oh, yes. I'm like exactly what she did. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> totally proving every single part of it. <laughs> that She's pro- you probably also have some oil or something to recommend yeah, some potion. <laughs> I call them Maria's potions. <laughs> okay. Does, is Maria going to come in and like top off as the more crunchy person? Like, can we bring her back on? Oh, so I get less hate for that. Maria Good. is more crunchy than you. I, Let's I go. I love all the things crunchy. It just get back to how God made us, you know? I'm like, just, I agree. Mm-hmm. People, I'm sure when Cece was reading off the list of amazing things about you, the first thing, one of the first things she said was, was doula. And I'm pretty sure followers are probably going to be a little disappointed we didn't have you on to talk about that because we've had people ask us <laughs> that before. So we'll just have to have you back on. <laughs> that is awesome. Actually, whenever I read your post, I think I'm like, yes. Yes, I was reading it, you know, when you'd put about your birth and I'm like, yes, yes, look at, oh, look at <laughs> all these things, all the crunchy things. And I'm just over here cheerleading every part oh, of it. Oh, yay. <laughs> Honored. Thank you. She knows. And she's living out of that space. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, uh, drinking my Starbucks. <laughs> you already yeah. have some of both, right? Right. I had Starbucks today. Great. Eighty twenty. So I always tell eighty twenty health co- health coaching clients. I always tell them like eighty twenty, like eighty percent of the time, you know, be on top of your nutrition yeah. and your movement, and then twenty percent of the time, go have that Starbucks, that ice cream, that mm-hmm. you know. Balance. Yeah, ours was a little bit more of a twenty eighty when CC visited. We had ice cream. <laughs> today, and I feel like those but... times are necessary. <laughs> Megan, I literally weighed myself when I got home. I was five pounds heavier. <laughs> Good. We got to build back the, the weight. However, it has to happen. <laughs> I was like, it was those brownie Sundays. <laughs> when I was living, I used to live in Nashville and I was living with two of my best friends. And we had a week long, um, and Nashville never gets snow, but we ended up having mm-hmm. like a week long major snow ice. Nashville is completely shut down. Right. And, but we walked close to, we live close enough where you could also walk to the grocery store. So long story short, we ended up stocking our freezer with ice cream every night, ice cream, chocolate, (laughs) all that. (laughs) And then we got to, we're like, don't look at the scale. Don't look at the scale. (laughs) You only live once. (laughs) I know. I know. You might only live not even long enough to see the rest of your life. (laughs) If you keep on that journey. (laughs) okay Maria what's your heck no my heck no is to computers 
randomly dying because oh. oh my yeah it's, been, it's not <laughs> a lot I'll unplug it and it has a full battery totally good and this has happened a couple times one we were just starting to record actually a podcast on my MK's um, podcast and it literally which by the way what is your podcast oh it's girl water your grass Yes. I will link it in the show notes. Everyone has to go check it out. It's awesome. Yes, perfect. But yeah, we were just starting to record and I, it had, I didn't even see it had gotten unplugged, but it still had a full battery. Shouldn't be a big deal. Totally shut off, shut off. Oh, battery drain went from gosh. like hundred percent to zero. So the other part of the heck no is the standing in line and being in line and being at the Apple store for, you know, how long all that stuff takes. Oh. Right. So that is my heck, heck no. Not <laughs> that is, that's always a heck no. Even anytime you even have to like go to a mall, that's a heck no. Oh my gosh. I know. And I haven't, even, <laughs> I mean, I've had my computer for like two years, so it should not be, right. no, it shouldn't be at that point yet. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that is actually really annoying. Heck no. I had to go to, when I was driving on my way back from Alabama mm-hmm. to where I live, um, I was driving through Nashville and Nashville is the closest crate and barrel. <laughs> and I you just, stopped. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I had, I had brought I had to. mugs. No, there was mugs. <laughs> I got coffee mugs. I got for our wedding. And when I received them, five out of the six were broken. <gasps> no. Yeah. And so I had to bring it back. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't been inside an Ann Taylor in so long. I haven't been inside. But then I was like, actually, I'm going to offer this up for Patrick. And I didn't go in one store and I walked out. <laughs> wow. Yep. Look at you go. I really wanted to though, but yeah, I just went to Crate and Barrel and left. So didn't buy anything, didn't go into anything. Yep. I'm impressed. I, I was, yeah. So that, that was not my heck no. Um, my heck no. <laughs> so Maria, you'd be proud of me. I actually have been working out, but Today, I feel like I'm walking around like I peed my pants. Like, you, you know, when they're so sore, like your inner thighs and your legs yes. are kind of like apart. Like when a kid, they pee their pants. That's how I feel like I'm walking around. And so I purposely wore a long skirt today because I look weird walking. <laughs> so yeah, it's a heck no, but also a heck yes. So yeah. That's fantastic. Heck yes to the why, heck no to the after. Yep. 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 So yeah, that's where we are. Before we jump into all things singlehood, things like that, um, the little Catholic, we love them. Priscilla, the founder, we just adore who she is, what she stands for. Um, but the little Catholic, we, we call it T TLC. Um, all of her designs are original. They're all made in the U S um, Everything is ethically made by women here in the U.S., um, but literally anything from rings to sacred heart to earrings, they have it all, and it's really, really, really well-made. I am always wearing something from the Little Catholic. I always get asked, I wear this little miraculous metal necklace, and I always Mm. get asked where it's from, and I'm like, the Little Catholic, of course. I also have this... um, this, ring with uh, miraculous metal on it as well and first of all it's really hard to find rings my size because I don't know they just don't make like sevens and above but this is like an adjustable ring size so I love it um but the little catholic they have it all so you can actually get 20% off with code heck 20 no spaces h e c k 20 for 20% off which is super generous because Mm -hmm. there's 
this is like really good jewelry. And, um, I don't even, I haven't even seen a 20% off code before from anyone. So I know. Yeah. It's clutch. Check them out. Uh, everything is with, uh, the link in our show notes. So <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so Maria, your engagement, I feel like a lot of girls turn 30 and they are like, it's hopeless. I thought I was going to get married in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I'm unhappy. My life is over. I'm never going to have children. All da, 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 da. Do you yeah. want to speak to that a little bit? Oh man. Yeah. I, um, I, I was definitely one of those people who I think I, I thought I would get married earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I, I remember I was actually living in Nashville at the time and I remember thinking, okay, you know, I'm not married yet. That is a deep desire. It's been a desire since I was little, um, hasn't happened yet. I also don't want to waste these moments, you know, because I think sometimes there's this idea that, okay, once I find the person, then I'll be happy. And then I'll, mm-hmm. you know, everything, yeah. there's always, you know, but then I started seeing with other friends where it's like, okay, well, once I have this, then I'll be happy. Once I have that, then I'll be happy. And it was just a cycle of like, yeah. I'm like, you're never there, you know? And I was, I, like I said, I was living with two of my best friends in Nashville. And we actually had a conversations on this, where we just said, listen, you know, this is, this is the time that God's given us. And we're, maybe we're not where we thought we'd be or even where we wanted to be but let's still use this time well. And I remember yeah. honestly, like praying very specifically, like, Lord, like, okay, here's, here's my life. Here's my desire. Here's, you know, but at the same time, if, if you have something different for me, I want to be open to that while at the same time being honest about how I, what I do desire. And it, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of hard, I think in the process, because, you know, you go to weddings and everyone has their significant other and you don't. And, and so there, you know, there was definitely moments in there, um, a lot of moments actually at times where, you know, there was, it was hard or it was sad. And it, and there was times where it's like, oh my gosh, this is ever going to happen. Um, and, and I think there was, I think giving myself sometimes permission to just sit in the disappointment of what wasn't while at the same time not mm. staying there. Because I think if we sit in the place of, of disappointment, then we stop doing the things that you would do to even meet someone, mm-hmm. you know? Because if I'm constantly thinking, well, I'm disappointed, this is never gonna happen for me, I'll never get married, I'll never have kids, then you will subconsciously start to act out of that belief, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really think that's one of the reasons scripture talks about, you know, pray as though it already happened. And, it, and because if, if you're praying as though in, in gratitude for that, and if you're already, you know, praying out of that belief, you show up with hope, you show yeah. up with a different attitude versus if you don't think it's going to, and you're sad, you end up kind of sitting in your house all day long and you're like, I'm not going to leave. What's the point? Yeah, that's, that's really so good. True. Even the thing about the weddings or the thing about like, it's happening for everyone and not me. How did you deal with that? Yeah. Almost comparison because you want to be happy for everyone. But at the same time, it's like, read the room. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I, um, so one of the things that I, I guess I've been pretty intentional on throughout my life and haven't always done it well, but I has been, okay. When someone has something joyful to celebrate, I really kind of taken a step back. And and I remember praying about it years ago and saying, okay, just because they have this, and I don't, 
doesn't mean that there's something, something wrong, you know, or it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I can't rejoice in the good, right? Because if I'm, if I'm not able to rejoice in their good, I'm actually just looking at what I lack. I'm not actually looking at their joy at, at someone that I love that has something good. And so for me, it was kind of an intentional, I guess, like <laughs> grace of like mindset shifting of saying, okay, I, I see that they have this incredible person and they look like they're so happy and all this joy. And, and, and if I look at that, I can be happy for them and I can be excited for them where it would start to, to shift was when I started looking at, okay, they have that. That's amazing. And I don't. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing what am I focusing on? Right. Am I focusing on this is what I don't have? Because the more that I look at what I don't have, the more things I'm going to find to be upset about, you know, and I started, there, there were times in my life where I literally would go down the spiral of like, oh, well, they have this, but I don't have this. And I also don't have this. And I also don't have this. And yeah. this is wrong with my, you know, and then you just spiral. And so I started learning, okay, if I'm looking at what is the joy here that the other person has? And what are the joys that I do have in my life right now? And what are the joys that can be coming? You know, that holding that, holding that space for hope. Um, And I think honestly, the other part of it too, I had some, some older or some friends who were older when they got married, who've been kind of like big sisters for me. And they held that candle of hope. I mean, they were freaking ballers where they were like, just because this hasn't happened yet, doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it won't. You know, Maria, you are that candle of hope now. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> they passed the torch. <laughs> totally. You know what? It's, it's actually the spirit funny. Stick. The spirit <laughs> stick. What's funny about that? This is so funny. So one of the girls, um, so I was living with Kristen Care in, in Nashville. And there was a gal that we know knew who was also, she was a big speaker and um, and she oh, sorry. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> And so um, Kara, one of the girls in our group, she ran into this other like big speaker on, they were on a plane together. Yeah. And this woman, she, she was in her forties and she was, had just gotten engaged and she was, and she said, listen, and, and Kara was in her probably mid thirties at the time. She said, Hey, I want to pass the torch to you. She said, you know, I've really been this person of hope or or I've, I'm sorry, I've had other people who've been a, a beacon of hope for me. And I think I've been that for people like holding, like, no, let's just keep waiting and we're not selling out. And, you know, she has this incredible, now she was getting ready to enter into this incredible sacrament, this amazing man. And she said, take this and, and run with it now and be that for other girls, you know? And it wasn't too much longer that Kara ended up getting engaged. And then some time later, our other roommate got, you know, and, and now here I am. And so it's kind of been that thing that's been passed down because I think the one thing that we need when we're single is hope. I, I mean, because if you lose hope, you stop living. And to me, that's, that's the problem is that, if we're living in this space of just waiting all the time, mm-hmm. then you're missing out on all this, all these beautiful things that God wants to bring out of your life. You know, your life doesn't suddenly have meaning just because you have a significant other. Yeah. Your life mm-hmm. doesn't suddenly become valuable because you're married. No, like God has stuff for you to do right here, right now in this season that actually will enrich your marriage later. Yeah. It'll actually bring so many gifts into your marriage, into your motherhood, all of those. And you don't want to waste those moments. Also, it's not attractive being mopey. Like guys aren't attracted to that. So (laughs) what do you mean? Really? (laughs) Totally. Totally. No, they're not attracted to the girl that's going to be sitting, watching Netflix, eating 
Marie and I were talking this morning. I'm like, yes. sitting watching Netflix, eating Chick-fil-A and gummy worms. <laughs> For some reason, guys don't think that's super attractive. I don't know why. I can't it's, figure it out. It's like the identical of us being like, guys playing Xbox all day isn't attractive. Right. Like, that's it. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I mean, that was actually one of the things that my fiance, Nat said, he's like, he's like, I just love the way you've lived your life. Oh, you know, yeah. that's so amazing. And so yeah. he's like, that's honestly like really attractive the way that you have just like you've lived. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, again, if we're constantly thinking, well, I don't have this and everybody else does, then we do turn into mopey, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And it's admirable. Like you want your future husband to admire who you were before you were with them Yeah, totally as well. Mm -hmm. So no, I love that. What was, I was going to ask, um, what was one of the greatest things you did for yourself when you were single that you feel like is going to benefit you most in your future married life? Mm. I really worked on, um, well, a couple of things, I guess I, I really worked on learning about good relationships. Like I would talk with people who'd been married for a long time. And I would say, you know, just share with me your wisdom. You mm-hmm. know, if, if there were three things that you would say were like super important to having a good marriage, what were those? And there were certain things that like, you know, a bunch of them said, have a regular date night every week. Um, they said, really have good, commu- you know, work on your communicate, like communication, um, you know, pray together. Uh, work on, you know, so, so when I started looking at just kind of compiling all these things that people said and and noticing the themes and trends, I was, I started diving into, okay, like discipline, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, because the way that I live my life now, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally is going to affect my marriage. And, and so being intentional about um, even like, and this, this may sound funny, but even like, okay, am, am I putting good things, healthy things in my body? And you don't have to be as crunchy as me or Megan, <laughs> but recognizing that that affects your health, that affects your energy, that affects your mood, right? right, right. So if you're married, he's probably not going to want to, you know, be hanging out all the time with someone who's grumpy. And, you know, if, if you're, there's a way that we can take care of our, our bodies that I know helps that will be helpful in marriage. Um, same thing with, you know, mentally and emotionally, I did some counseling, just recognizing, oh, wait, there's some wounds here. Um, you know, we all have wounds, right? So doing some counseling that helped with, um, just healing things that could come up in marriage. And, and then also really working on learning about communication. (laughs) Yeah. Even, even the priest who, um, he's going to be doing our, our, mass he was the father father uh yes (laughs) (laughs) i want to have him on (laughs) who's also going to and so father ken and father cash and um but they um but one thing father ken said you know is is that communication is like the biggest percentage of it and so Mm -hmm. so that those were things that i started being very intentional i start i would read books i would talk with people about it and and then start practice practicing it because i think when you're single, you hear a lot about guard your heart, guard your heart, emotional chastity. (laughs) And I just think I understand what they're trying to say, Mm -hmm. but what I have found from 
speaking to thousands of, of women all over and, and, and conversations with them and, and is that what we've ended up taking that to mean is we actually just avoid intimacy period. Yes. I am like so anti yes. that language. Oh my gosh. It, it, it's a complete disservice. And then we wonder, well, I, I, you know, guy is asking me out, no guy, you know, or I got in a, you know, and, and I'm, the guy's not getting to know me, whatever it is, it ends up making the women self-sabotage themselves. And so I think learning to start to be vulnerable is so an appro- and it's an appropriate amount of yes. vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. And again, it, it, and it's, and it's a dance, right? It's a balance where you're not doing, you're, it's not completely, here's my whole life story on the first date, you know, here's <laughs> everything about me and my heart and my life and all my wounds and blah. You, it, it's not that, but it's recognizing you also don't need to be a stone wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also don't keep things so surface, so top level where you're afraid to show any vulnerability. And yeah. I've had so many conversations with girls where they're just afraid to be vulnerable. And I was that person, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I totally get it where you growing up, I heard that message so much. Yeah. And there was finally a moment I actually read a, a really good book. Um, anyway, it was kind of more around this idea of, of just healthier dating. And I realized, oh, wait a second. I'm almost trying to guard myself so much that I'm not even creating space for openness and receptivity, mm-hmm. right? Which has to be there because how does a man initiate if we're not even open, right? right? Like there's no then, space for right? him at all. Totally. So, um, so I think those are some things that were really helpful. Um, and one other thing, and this was, this was, a different idea, but I think this is actually vital. You, I for maybe five years ago, I remember talking to a mentor and, she, and something she said, she said, you know, as you're praying for this, and it was funny because you and I, and a couple of the, girl, the girls, we were just talking about yeah. this, but um, we pray for something, but then we don't actually create space in our life for it. And so, so my friend, she's like, Maria, she's like, you're praying for this, but you're staying so busy all the time. That doesn't right. create space for a man to come into your life. Where are you going to have date night? Where you, where you don't have time to talk on the phone, you know, create the space. If you're praying for it and trusting that's going to happen, then you also need to do your part of taking action of creating that space. And so I started really intentionally um, designing my life around, okay, I'm going to leave instead of having things in every evening. I'm not going to have things every evening. I want to create some space so I can have date night. And that might be, you know, where I just choose like tonight, I'm going to make myself a lovely dinner. I'm going to sit with a glass of wine. I'm going to go for a walk. Um, and, and, it, and it shifted the way that I was living where mm-hmm. so I started creating like pockets in my life for someone to actually come into it. Yeah. So that one, it's not a drastic shift for you, a drastic transition transition, but two, I know the girls and I, we always talk about like, are you even open to receiving right now? And there were a lot of things, even when I was trying to like get the house and like, buy you know, buy it and also get to Japan and like get approved with that. And you all were just like, well, do you even have like space to receive like any of this? Like, what if you 
what if you got to go to Japan tomorrow? They said like, are you even ready to receive that news? Yeah. Like, are you even physically, <laughs> mentally, like do you mess up an order here? Like, are you able, are you ready to do that? And I was like, yeah. I'm packing up. And I like had my bags packed like two weeks prior, <laughs> but I was like, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to go. Like I'm literally let's go. So <laughs> no, it's in what you're saying, Maria is about vulnerability. I will say that the number one thing I remember about Patrick on the first date is his vulnerable vulnerability, yes. the number one yes. thing, yes. and it stuck out to me and I will never forget what he talked about, how he communicated yeah. it. And my memory is like Swiss cheese, but I will never remember. <laughs> I will never, never forget. forget. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That's so funny. Uh, that was my experience with Matt was I, I did it. I wasn't even initially, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with you. So blown away by like a transparency, you know, openness. And there was a vulnerability that I had not typically on a lot of dates. Right. It's a masculine vulnerability. Like it is mix that. Yeah. yeah. And Megan, you saw it too with Avery. The very first night that we hung out in mm-hmm. SoCal, I was not even, like Maria said, was not even like, wow, he's so attractive. I was not smitten by him by any means. No, me neither. <laughs> I was like never dating this guy. But he yeah. he opened up and just started telling us about like his past and like mistakes yeah. he's made and all this stuff. And I was like, huh, no one has even asked you about any right. of this. Yes, they offer like, it. They offer it up in the it. right time. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's and I will say too, I was not like, that's so funny because I was not even seeing Patrick as like a possibility up until right. that point until right. after dinner where I was like, shoot, was like, interesting. this guy's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's so crazy. I didn't even yeah. think of that, honestly, until you said that Maria. There's, there's such a strength, I think in that vulnerability when men mm-hmm. share again, in like that appropriate time and space there's just a deep masculine strength that I really believe creates also an openness for us women then yes to be open and share you know absolutely honestly you know I I, naturally I am very I'm just a very private person always Mm -hmm. been like that and my fiance is the complete opposite (laughs) (laughs) we've had some great learning curves but one of the things that, that I noticed though, that has been honestly, one of the biggest gifts is because of his openness with me, it's actually created space for me to be more open with him than anyone I've ever been with in my life besides the yeah. Lord. Yeah. But if he what hadn't been so open first and had that, just that masculine strength of vulnerability, I don't think I would have been able to, you know, and so right. there's so attractive about that. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I didn't. That's such a good point. And also it's like a way like their vulnerability and offering that up. Number one, I feel like a lot of women are like beg for it and try to pull it out of a man Um, and that's not going to work. But at the same time, like he might not be your guy then. Like if he doesn't want to offer that up, if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't feel comfortable naturally, it's not, I feel like it's just something you either feel or you don't feel. Yeah. You know, like you can work on it, but it is like for at least us three, I didn't even realize yeah. that initial thing where you're like, wow, he was able to lead that conversation and somehow be vulnerable yet not make it about him at the same time. How yeah. does one do that? Yes. <laughs> that's such a good way you put that. Cause I, I think that's what was so shocking was I'd been on so many dates where I felt like I had to kind of 
lead the conversation or, or pull it out. And, um, and I did some great guys, but it, it was just, it was a different kind of interaction. It was a different where I felt like I, I, there was a getting to know him. And at the same time, I felt like he created all this space of wanting to know me, but it was because of this vulnerability. It, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I don't know how he did it, but it was brilliant. <laughs> just, Oh my gosh. Okay. So one thing, this is super random Maria, but I remember the story you told me about the guy with the tire. Oh my God. Can you please tell this story? I like, when you told me this, I was like, wait, this, this opened my eyes. Oh my gosh. Okay guys. So Whoa. Um, so I had not been an online dater kind of person. It wasn't really my jam. I totally respect when people do. I was more of like, Hey friends, set me up. That always mm-hmm. sounded better. However, it was the middle of COVID and I was like, well, nobody's going out on dates. So, and I'm not really an online date person, but may, but what if we just, so myself and two other girlfriends were like, you know what, what the heck, let's all do it for a month. We're like, we're on there. We aren't typically on there. So there's probably some guys on there that aren't typically either, but this is just the world we're living in, in this moment. So I got on some interesting conversations. And finally this one guy, which is called Mr. Jersey. And he was from Jersey and Mr. Jersey, you know, he, he was reached out to me. He was, he was super cute. And he, um, he was like, Hey, can I, you know, can I call you? I I don't love to hang out on here. And I was like, that's amazing. Absolutely. So he calls and we had a good conversation and, um, and then there's like, Hey, can we do a FaceTime tomorrow or whatever? So anyway, so we started doing some of these FaceTimes he's seen and he knew now, mind you. Okay. I, um, I have a a band and women's ministry. Okay. Catholic band and women's ministry. That should tell you a lot, right? Like about where my morals are. Uh-huh. Like there, there's, you know, I, I don't know how you miss that. Right. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so we've been talking for several months and he was like, yeah, he's like, I think I'd like to come and visit you. And I was living in, in by the beach at the time I was living in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I was like, awesome. So he, he sends a text and he's like, Hey, he's like, um, you know, sh- should I, should I plan on staying with you or finding somewhere what and at first was kind of one of those um you should definitely find somewhere to stay like <laughs> with me is <laughs> are you inviting yourself over i don't even know you i was like yeah we don't have men that we do, you know yeah, now so <laughs> um so we got that squared away and he and then he he sent me a text and i was like in the middle of, I was doing something and I couldn't rep- reply at the time. And he had said um, something about found a great place on the beach this way, if for some reason, or this way, if you wanted to stay the night, you know, you could, or if you didn't, it's an easy escape or something. So I was like, I didn't remember to, to reply to that, but then I was doing something else. Couldn't anyways, by the time I well, he he used the word escape, which is like, I'm like, why, why am I escaping? Right. So, so, so then I kind of thought like, oh, he's being funny, whatever. Okay. Now looking back, I'm like, wow, Marie, you, you missed, you missed. <laughs> <laughs> now, hindsight guys. Hindsight. <laughs> so fast forward and he's like, Hey, he's like, okay. So, um, so how about, you know, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I got us reservations for Saturday night. I'm going to come in on Friday. Um, I've got reservations for Saturday. You take care of Friday. Yeah. And I remember at the time being like, ah, 
I'm not really impressed by that. Cause I, I had had guys before, um, who were from out of town come in and they had planned, they, had, they said, Hey, do you want me to plan things? Or do you want, you know, what, what do you feel comfortable with? And so there was like a dialogue yeah. you know, that they had brought up. and I, and typically I was just like, Hey, if you took care of it, that'd be amazing. And so for him, it was just like, will you take care of Friday? I got Saturday. So I was a little bit, a little turned off by it, but I was like, you know what? That's okay. Let's see. Let's just see. We'll create some space still. Right. Well, the day of, so it's Friday afternoon and he's, he's driving in and he calls me. He's like, so I got a text message. Our reservations are canceled for Saturday. Can figure out something for Saturday? What? Uh, and I'm like, no. <laughs> um, excuse me. So again, looking back, I, I would have handled that. I should, the, the should haves were strong and I'm not a should girl, but there are a lot of should haves done differently. <laughs> Ladies, Jake. we have all been there with someone. And, and so, I, um, so I ended up just calling the restaurant where we were supposed to be. And I said, Hey, we had reservations. We got a text message saying these were canceled. Uh, you know, can you, what happened? And they said, Oh, there's a glitch in our system. You guys are still good. And I'm thinking, all I had to do was call right. restaurant. I <laughs> didn't need to do that. So it was what it was. Saturday's back on. He gets in Friday night. Friday night's fine. It's 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 chill. We went to a little place on the beach and you know, nothing crazy. It was super chill. So Saturday, so he go he goes to where he's staying. I go to back to my house. And Saturday morning we were getting up and we were gonna go meet up to go do this paddleboard workout thing. He, he was pretty athletic, like doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I love doing this. And so we're on the, so we're meeting up what well, I get a phone call from him and he's like, Hey, um, so I actually have a flat tire, so I'm not going to be, but I was like, Oh, I was like, and so I'm thinking like, okay, so you'll change your flat tire. Right. Like, and right. Then he's like, well, can you come, you know, can you, do you want to meet me over here? Whatever. So I meet him where he is and he didn't know how to change a flat tire. And okay, here's the thing, ladies. Here's the thing. It's not to get on men who don't know how to change a flat tire. However, I am a Kentucky girl, born and bred with five brothers. Right. And I mean, I could have changed it for him, but that would have been emasculating. So I didn't want to do that. And so not only that, he's like completely freaking out. He's like, F this GD that and I'm totally turned off at like suddenly oh, gosh this guy not only is like freaking out about a flat and 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 my thing is like hey it's a flat tire if that's the worst thing that happens today it's totally fine. We're like we're still together we're exactly. still like- I'm like I'm like it's okay we'll figure it out not a big deal we still get to hang out this could be like a funny haha we'll you know uh-huh. but let's shift it's cool and he was totally freaking out and and I was like we can just call AAA it's not a big deal and I'm like don't change it, Spears. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I can literally change this in 20 exactly. minutes. We can do this so quick. I'm like, don't emasculate. Absolutely not. So culture. So I, I use my AAA. We call AAA. They come. So then we go to the, so while it's getting fixed, we go, we go my car to the beach and he is starting to get, try to get a little bit handsy. And I'm thinking, sir, I mean, no, thank you. We like, so we eventually, so I'm very obviously kind of like creating yeah. a more physical space because this is so uncomfortable, just all the dynamics throughout the day. Moving on, you know, his car gets done. We're supposed to meet to go to dinner, right? He's going to come, 
meet me wherever. And then we're at gonna... this point where you're like, I'm so like, can this be done? Oh, totally. Okay. I was totally at this point. I was like, can I just, but I was like, no, he drove all the way in. And again, looking back, I honestly probably would have just said, listen, I think this is not going anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Um, but we learn, we live and learn. And so, <laughs> <laughs> with that, and we were going to, you know, regroup, take a nap, take a shower, whatever. And he, um, so I get a text message from him. Hey, can you just come to the hotel where I'm staying? Um, because I don't want to lose my parking place. Excuse me? Like to pick him up for dinner? You're kidding. Yep. Yep. Again, you look back and you're going, why did you? Yeah. Anyways, so I, I was like, seriously? So anyway, so I, I go down there at this point. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. And I pick him up and I'm trying to be like normal, but I'm totally feeling super frustrated. Even though you're like, I want to run you over with my car right now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a flat tire. (laughs) So we get to, we get to the restaurant and conversation is super awkward. I mean, it's one of those where you're just, you're like, this is, you're really trying. Yeah. I'm trying, he's trying, whatever. So we leave and there's a beautiful boardwalk. It's a gorgeous night. It's like one of those like lovely. Yeah. And he, you know, doesn't have anything, doesn't have anything else planned, doesn't say anything. So I'm just like, all right, he's probably done too. So I drop him off at, at the hotel. Five minutes later, I get a text message <clears throat> and he says, hey, do you want to come back and stay the night? Excuse uh- me? did he think he earned that in any way let alone obviously it's off the table but like what does he think I I I was going (laughs) I'm so confused so I said how could he have misread it so (laughs) (laughs) I was like I don't understand so I I sent him a text and I said I actually don't sleep with men I'm not married to have a good night. And he's like, there's like five minutes. Cause so I was like, okay, I respect that. I'm like, you're right. You do. You don't really have many other options. Cause I'm the head of the <laughs> you know? And, um, so I went to, I probably went to this cute little ice cream place, local place. And I went by the beach and I watched the sunset by myself with my ice cream. <laughs> good for you. With the <laughs> I was like, Jesus, is this going to be my life? <laughs> and then here's what was funny. So fast forward a couple days later, I had a little time to kind of detox from the, from the situation. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? He did drive all the way there and, you know, whatever he, he was trying. So I, so I, so I, I just wanted to say, Hey, I, you know, thank you, but also no, thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. And cause he had texted, I think once close it closure. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted the, like a, a good closure. So I sent him a text said, Hey, are you around for a quick phone call? Um, he's like, yeah, call me whenever. So I caught him. He didn't answer. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep. So I just left him a message and I said, Hey, you know, really appreciate you coming all the way. And thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just think, you know, we're not really looking for the same things. Didn't really have a kind of interaction chemistry you want with someone you're going to date. Thank you. Bye. 
I get a text message from him and he was like, Hey, got your message. You know, so great meeting you. I had a really good time. I was just really put off by the fact that, you know, here I come all the way there, got a flat tire, had to pay for a new tire and a hotel. And you didn't even offer to pay for dinner Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) And as some of my brothers and a couple other guy friends said, you dodged a bullet. (laughs) Yeah. Holy cow. Right. Like I'm, I'm sure there were, he had some kind of side that I was missing, but I, um, it, it was definitely one of the most interesting days. So this is funny. So, so when I met Matt, one of my first questions, I was like, I know this is random, but can you change a tire, a flat tire? <laughs> and he's like, uh, of course. <laughs> Maria, I'm an adult male. Yes. <laughs> and so anyway, and again, guys, this is, there are some guys, I think, especially more men in the Northeast who I recognize sometimes, like some of those guys don't even have cars, you know, cause you're living yeah. in the city, whatever. So I also recognize this is not to put down men if they don't know how to, you know, but it was just such, it was such a different space of, of, you know, well, you're not looking for kind of guy like that. And honestly, no. even if I've never had a car in my life, but I mean, I know how to pull up YouTube. Yes. And that's my thought too. I mean, I remember I was with a guy at one point where he, he didn't know how to change a flat tire, but he pulled up YouTube. I mean, he literally did. And he got it. He got the job done. And I was like, I have so much respect for that. Yeah. You know? And so, so I think it, it, it's more about the guy doesn't know how to have to know how to do everything, but is he one of those who's going to figure, figure something out? Mm-hmm. You know, resourceful. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I depend on him to not freak out? Right. Can I depend on him to step into that space so that, so that I don't have to, you know, and he could have done, like, he could have taken the opportunity as a teamwork opportunity and been like, Hey, do you want to like do this together? I know this is super weird and I should know how to do this, but I'm going to own it. And like, you know what you're doing. Right. I mean, and, and again, like that was one of the things with Matt, there's been certain things that, you know, he hasn't always known certain, like on certain things, but he's like, Hey, like you actually know how to do this better, but like, let's do it together. Let's figure it out. And, and I, his humility though, in admitting it and then being willing, like, Hey, you actually are better at this than I am. You know, you know, this, you have more information on this or more experience. Okay. Let's dive in. Cause there's something I think is super attractive about men's humility also, you know, yes. to own it and recognize like, okay, this is a great moment for us to try to figure this out together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I forgot that that story ended that way and it got even worse, even if though I didn't think it was yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you didn't help pay for dinner. And, and I'm like, well, do you want to know how much my AAA costs? <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You should have sent him the bill. I know. I, okay. I listened to, uh, I was listening to a podcast last yeah. night and this girl like called into the podcast or whatever and was like, yeah, I'm getting a divorce, da, 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 da. And I was just dating this guy and we, we broke up. Um, and my husband won't divorce me. Anyways, it's like this mess. And she's like, anyways, this guy that I was dating, he sent me 
he sent me all his bills after we broke up. He sent me a medical bill because I took him into a sketchy part of town. And then he sent me um, the bill from the country club when he took his parents out to dinner with me. And then he sent me the bill for the, his new suit that he bought to take me out to dinner. <laughs> what is going on? Oh my goodness. I know. I just, you know, I think there's, there's just so much confusion also culturally for people, both for men and women. You know, I think sometimes as women, we also, I look back and there were, I should have also communicated, you know, like as much as I can look at this and I can totally blame him. I also could have communicated my expectations or my yeah. desires, my wants, my needs. And I, and I didn't do any of that. You know what I mean? Right. As much as I, I initially back, I, I initially kind of put all the blame on him. But as I've learned more and grown more, hopefully, please, Jesus, and, you know, there's been some space, I look back and, and I thought to myself, wow, I actually could have done this better, you know, and I could right. have been happier and, and maybe he would have responded differently. Maybe he wouldn't. Right. But, I, but I think, you know, sometimes for us women, when we do have dates that are just a complete disaster, it can also be helpful to say, okay, what did I learn in that? And what could I have also done right. better? Because there were things that, I mean, to communicate my desires, needs, wants, that was on me, right, you know, right. my expectations, that was totally on me. And, and also it's like, we all want a guy to lead, but we also have to give him a roadmap in order yes. to lead. Yes. So like, that doesn't mean you're leading. No, you're like setting him up for success. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Mm -hmm. That is like, Matt is always at, he's like, Marie, he's like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you need from me right now? What do you do? You know, he's like, and, and I think the thing we don't realize is how much men really do desire to serve, you know, and how much men really do want to make us happy, want to serve, want to create joy in our life. Like as much as they can, we know that happiness is an inside job. And at the same time, men want to contribute to our joy. You know, they, they, they do, mm -hmm. but if we don't let them, if we don't actually communicate to them, in a way that's not critical or complaining or condemning, um, if we're not communicating, well, we can't get upset for them at them for not stepping up then, you know, because right, right. we're not, we're otherwise we're setting them up to fail rather than setting them up to win. And we want them to win because when they're mm -hmm. winning, they're serving, you know, it's just a better partnership. It's so much better. When they're winning, we're winning even more. Preach, <laughs> preach, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like them winning is us having first place. Like that's actually what winning in their eyes is. Yeah. Like they are winning so that we can stand yes. on the podium. Yes. And I think that's the thing that so many women don't know. And I remember when I first started learning about this, um, and just diving again, diving into books and audio courses and things on interactions with men and women and what we know about the way that men are programmed just primarily from their brains and same thing for women that, it's true. I mean, exactly what you said for, for men, if, if when they're winning, we're winning and we're the one on the podium and, and for them, that's their win, you know? Yeah. And, and when you know that, that there is a desire for men to love their woman well, you know, there really is. And, and even if you're going on a first date, that man wants to, to serve you well in that moment, he may not know how to do it, right? He may need some help. He may need, you know, a little bit, you know, coaxing and, and showing and opening, um, but there's so much good with men. And I think sometimes there can be an underlying assumption that, that they don't want our good or that they are, you know, that they're not looking for that. And then turns into just all this miscommunication. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Well, Maria, this is so good. I'm so glad we could have you on. Where can everyone find you? Yeah. So you can come to our podcast for one, which is Girl Water Your Grass. Mm-hmm. You can go to, I'm on Instagram, which is just Maria Spears. I think it's just Maria Spears. <laughs> and okay. um, I'll link it. So yeah, you can link yeah, it on okay. there. And then obviously we have our, what's the perfection website. Yeah. Um, you can link that too. But yeah, we um, have two online courses. Mm-hmm. One is about yeah. confidence and one is about competition. It's called the cure to caddy women. Oh my gosh. And ladies, <sighs> Let me tell you so much of this stuff, like being able to have a better attitude towards all of this. A lot of those tools are in there are from those experiences of learning that. So it'll be super helpful as you are navigating being single, starting to date, being in a relationship, cannot Mm. recommend it enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's westofperfection.org. But um, yeah, we just love you. And I know everyone is going to fall in love with you too, hearing this. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I'll talk with you in like an hour. So exactly. um, well, thanks so much guys. Thank you for coming yeah. on. We'll have to have you back for doula talk. Doula talk. Yes. yes. All her potion talk, but yeah, everyone call in, call into the hotline at 312-775-2615 and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.